Now, I know someone else uh, who has to deal with a lot of pressure also, and, and it comes from, although her kids are younger, uh, Lisa Moreno is on the line. Uh, she's a great friend of mine, full disclosure. Lisa Moreno is the single mom of two boys, president and founder for StopCade Now, StopCade Now International, Stop rare disease bullying now writer for the hero and me executive producer of the contract and a writer for the global genes lisa welcome back to the show hi thank you I'm glad to be on. <laughs> we're happy to have you now i want to start with with your main focus before we get to the topic of bullying um stop cade now what is c-a-i-d cade stands for childhood autoinflammatory diseases And I coined it um, because I felt it was important to focus on the mechanism of bad inflammation in order to help my son Brody. Um, I knew if I could shut off the bad inflammation in his disease, then we could help hundreds and thousands who were suffering with an autoinflammatory disease. And he was really young when this started. Oh, yeah. I mean, it took 18 and a half months to even get a a proper diagnosis. He was born with it? He was born with it. He, it's genetic, a genetic and rare disease, and um, very, very rare. And I, when, once we got the diagnoses, I remember thinking to myself, well, that was not the end of the race for me. It was the beginning of the race because there's no known prognosis for Brody. So I didn't care what you called the disease. I, when I spoke to the doctor, I said, okay. So then I had him explain it, and nobody really had a full understanding of his disease. And the more and more, after I started the foundation and I was listening to other children who have more of these rare or more common, like Crohn's, and uh, Chromo is becoming more known, um, epilepsy is an autoinflammatory disease, um, the overlap in a lot of these autoinflammatory diseases were so prominent. And I thought, well, I was so grateful that I coined Cates because... I knew even more so at that time that focusing just on the bad inflammation was key to helping people suffering with it. And if you think of even autoimmune diseases like lupus and more of the ones that are common, um, it's the inflammation that does the damage and kills. Mm -hmm. So with the cure or with the treatment um, vaccine to be able to shut off the bad inflammation, we'll be even able to help those who are suffering with autoimmune diseases. The suffering that I watch Brody go through, I mean, there's just no words. And we're not 100% yet, and you know that. Um, with activity, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's never an easy time for him. And, you know, he's the only child who gets infusions of Remicade twice a month and his inflammation markers are still high but i even spoke i recently collaborated with somebody at nih and i said you know if i didn't start if i didn't get the diagnoses or start brody on over an adult dose uh off-label drugs at 18 and a half months i don't know where we would be right now so even though i'm not prone and and fond of a lot of the uh treatments that are given um he'd be a lot worse so I'm, I am grateful for what's out there at this moment, but you know, any—I mean, it's the big joke. I mean, even my, you know, Aiden. Aiden will watch a commercial for some of the diseases that I cover. Aiden's his brother. Yeah, and he'll be like, well, "What do you mean?" Because it says, "Okay, take this," and but you might get internal bleeding. You can die. You can get—I mean—the side effects <laughs> on some of these treatments. You even wonder why you take them. 
And that's mm. the hardship with a lot of these families that are giving these these drugs um, to help their child. And I just and, want people to know, you know, you've raised tens of thousands of dollars. You've worked with yeah. celebrities. You've worked with doctors all over the country at the Cleveland Clinic, at NIH, at, you know, doctors who specialize this, really world-renowned doctors. And and you're close to getting a cure, which I'm very, very proud of you for. It's, yeah. it's just unbelievable. And I, I want to have another show on, on that topic again because we haven't done one in a while. Um, but I want to get around to the topic of bullying also because I know that you started Stop Rare Disease Bullying Now for a reason. Yeah, I did. I, I started that, and I also have a Facebook page that's um, What Does Sick Look Like? And, you know, covering over 50 diseases, you know, you have a lot of these diseases that, you know, you can see externally. Um, and then also because I do cover almost every rare and genetic disease, there are diseases that are more you know, seen and, and, and uh, visible, but a lot of these diseases aren't. And if you see a child fall or if, you, if they're um, criticized or judged for leaving school or not coming to school or by the way they look or the rashes that can come from the inflammation from within, and a lot of these kids were being bullied and questioned. And the mindset, I go back to, and, and you know me, I mean, I've never judged a single soul. And I think the only time I get a little irate, which takes a lot, is judging other people. Um, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know by a first glance. You don't, um, it's almost like the, some of the um, pain-related meltdowns, which I coined. Like you can see a child who is really suffering and, you know, clear as day, Brody's obviously had them and been in such pain where if you walked by him, you would think he was a child who was just not getting his way. But mm -hmm. if you spent a moment with him, like recently even a doctor observed it and called me later that day because he said, Brody, come on, you need to act, you know, come on, let's, let's uh, put yourself together. And I knew, you know, I live, eat, and breathe them. And Aiden, his brother, obviously, has seen these episodes um, that a lot of the kids get with, with Kate. And the doctor called me later, and he goes, Lisa, I'm, I apologize. It was like watching a seizure. And this judgment of, of what people um, do when they, when they see a child or a person uh, that has one of these conditions led me to... Um, start stop Kate um, stop rare disease bullying now because there's so many kids that are suffering and they're bullied for it and what I've tried to do always is not really focus on the person who is bullying it's more about bringing self-esteem to the children who are being bullied and I feel that a lot should stem at home and some people aren't fortunate enough to have that support and strong system at home well, I think that was one of Roe's points, too. Right, Roe, when you were saying that, you know, the, the kid, that the, the bully, I think, came home to an alcoholic father, and that's the way right. he was treated, right? And that's the only way that he Correct. knows to live, right? I mean, we emulate yeah. what we see at home. True. Exactly. And that's where I think that the cycle, that's why I try to, even with the stop rare disease and rare disease bullying now, I even try to um, implement and talk to the um you know, uh, U.S. education system um, about IME program, which focuses and has programs in schools that build self-confidence, 
that allows those who are being bullied to have that self-confidence to fight back and be okay with who, who they are, no matter what they have, just to be okay with who they are. And, and communication is key. I think a lot of times when, when people really sit down and communicate and get to know one another, I think a lot of this bullying, a lot of this will be more of an understanding of where somebody's coming from. Um, you know, I do a simple thing at home with, with the boys where it's the coin and, I mean, the quarter and the penny um, jars. Because a lot of times when, when kids come home and we're seeing a lot of this bullying in school and we're not really understanding what's going on, we come home, they do their homework, they don't talk or they act out, and we don't know what's going on. So I started this concept of, you know, they put a penny in a jar if something, you know, happened that day or in a quarter for the good. And that way, they're able to express themselves. I'm able to hear that, okay, he just acted out because so-and-so, you know, said something that was not really nice or he was pushed in the back of the line or something. And Mm -hmm. it's getting our kids to communicate so we can communicate to them. Because a lot of times they're feeling they're dealing with this alone and it's a lot to process, just like Rose said about, like, the the pressure, the pressure of school, the pressure of what you're going to do when you're older. And I Hardly, easily. (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, and I am, and you know me, I mean, I am the most laxed person, hardly stressed, but I'm strict in, in what needs to be, and that's respect. But I want my children to be who they want to be. They, are, they already are. And when the more that parents pressure a child to be what, what they think they should be, that child is going to rebel. That child is never going to learn who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do with the boys. I tell the boys, with even their, with their illness, I said, even though I'm the president and founder, even though I understand these diseases more than I would like, you define your disease. You define your limits. Because the world is learning. Anybody who has such an ego that says, I know this, or this is the way it's going to be, has, has their own fears. It's like when Rose talked about, I mean, like, uh, you know, violence in the home or, you know, people who bully you wind up finding out those people who are bullying are so self-destructive. It's a yeah. matter of control. There's so many people out in our world who are so fearful and, uh, and don't know who they are, and they uh, put this control, and they want to control everybody else because their own life is not con- in control. A key uh, well, actually, secret there. Teenagers are, teenagers are notoriously hard to break. So yeah, that's words, true. I hate to say it, but as they yeah. get older, sometimes it's even a bigger wall, and not because the parents aren't wonderful and available, but just because they have so much hyper self-consciousness in the teen years, and that's really documented through brain development, that there's a hyper-vigilance around what you think of me between the ages of 14 and 24. You hear that, Ro? And don't you think that it's their... And some of the kids are afraid of being judged with what happens, so they're they're less likely to tell the parent. Absolutely. You know, I think that they, I, they take I, yeah. a situation and they think that their parent's going to be, well, why did you do that? Or you mean, well, and then, or they would, come on, that's not a big deal. Like you'll hear, I've heard parents say, well, that's, come on, that's nothing. Well, the thing is, is that it's a lot. It's hard for, you know, I'm 45 to go, okay, you know, a situation that a 4-year-old, 5- or 8-year-old, 13-year-old, is, 16-year-old is having, we know that it's going to pass. We know that, you know, it's not maybe the end of the world. But then again, 
we have to remember it is the end of the world to them at that time. The situation is a big deal to them at that time. That goes back to what you said with listening and not judging the situation versus listening and helping the situation. And And when you have that communication and understanding with your child, I think they're going to be more apt to talking. I think... I know not everybody can do it, but I think family dinners are key. And it's a lot of the times when I do the quarter and penny thing. And and I only started that really to make sure that I knew what was going on in school, even though I'm a homeroom mom half the time, is that penny jar would let me know what was happening. And I winded up showing them that there was more quarters than pennies, but it allowed us to talk about the pennies and get through them. Um. So I think that sometimes when when parents are like, oh, come on, that's no big deal, and it's written off, then then the kids aren't understood, and it's a lot of pressure. Teenagers, it's going to have to be $10 bills and $50 bills. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still sticking with the quarter and pennies. You can give give them the dollars. 